Hey everybody, welcome to the Rush Lake Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Championship Sunday. You made it. We're here. This is the last day of fantasy football for a long, long time. And we've got an awesome matchup. Um, the old Dan and uh, Larry uh, that have seemingly been on the track to meet in the finals for a while now. Larry only has one loss on the air. Dan, 9-4, and four, uh, seems to have uh, recouped uh, and has been riding the Aaron Rodgers train uh, all through the playoffs. And so uh, before we break down this matchup um, real fast, how they got here, uh, last week, Dan... Um, Wins over the Backwoods Bastards, 146 to 136.5. I thought the Backwoods Bastards were going to make a push. Uh, They got 26 points out of Baker Mayfield, and so I thought that might be enough. But crazy enough, David Montgomery scores 28 fantasy points last week. I mean, David Montgomery, I don't know if you remember, plays for the Chicago Bears who don't run the football. Like, I didn't even know they knew how to do that. And out of nowhere, they are fantastic. David Montgomery is back-to-back weeks scoring over 20 points. <clears throat> it seems like all of a sudden, once you uh, threaten Matt Nagy with his job, uh, he decides to commit to the run, and that's been a huge key in the Chicago Bears, uh, winning games and being uh, in the path to make the playoffs. Uh, which is crazy because, I mean, uh, what, you could have gone four weeks ago. Heck, the last time I went to go to record a podcast, I I have written down here how uh, I was concerned that Chicago wasn't going to be able to interview Lewis Riddick uh, for their GM job and how (coughs) we need to hurry up to get our head coach and how, you know, all this stuff. Why, why, Why do the Bears have this longstanding um, sort of, um, this precedent within their organization that they don't fire coaches uh, during the season. I mean, all this stuff I was going, I mean, I was going to talk about. And then Arizona Cardinals lose. They look terrible. Um, they look they look like a, a Cliff Klingsbury college team. They, they look like uh, that offense that could blow up at any moment. And then they don't win the games that they're supposed to. They don't seemingly have any of the... Uh, the fine-tuned stuff they can't necessarily uh get the right play calls in at the end of the game crucial times or crunch time they they seemingly falter like ugh. i thought i thought arizona was gonna be good this year but they they're they're turning out to be awful whereas flip side the chicago bears win their next two games they'll be in the playoffs I mean, at one point in time, we were arguing whether or not uh, the Bears or the Lions were the worst team in the division. And now the Bears are two games away from winning and go to the playoffs. Um, We're talking about this in the context because uh, David Montgomery has a fantastic spot today. Uh, So Dan's starting running back is at Jacksonville. Now, sneaky spot because... um, Jacksonville doesn't necessarily want to win. Uh, They are in the prime spot to get the number one overall pick. They're going to get um, 
Trevor Lawrence, uh, quarterback from Clemson. Like it's 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 a done deal. They just have to keep losing. They they lose two more times and they get him. But yet at the same time, I don't know if you remember or not the the count of the third down check down, the the baby faced giraffe, the the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, you've got Mike Glennon starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If there was ever a, a situation to have lined up against the Bears, this is it. <laughs> Where an overpaid, uh, bad backup like quarterback gets the opportunity to ruin your season uh, randomly in Jacksonville. Like this, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to watch the game today only because I'm slightly nervous that this is one of those spots where, you know, the Bears display an egg. But fingers crossed they won't. If they do, will David Montgomery get the amount of touches that he needs in order to get another 20-point game? I mean, the, let's, the scenarios are uh, the game is close or the Bears blow him out. Game is close. David Montgomery is going to keep getting the ball. It's a blowout. Does Matt Nagy set uh, this running back and, and hope to rest them for a playoff push next week? I don't know. Thoughts, though. Um, the running back matchup between Larry and Dan's team. David Montgomery, you also have Nick Chubb for Dan's team. Uh, Nick Chubb, Cleveland running back at the New York Jets. Cleveland last night announced that they will be, I mean, I don't, it would be harder for me to name a starting wide receiver for Cleveland today than it would be for me to tell you all the ones that they're out. I believe they have six total wide receivers out of the game today with coronavirus, like quarantine type stuff. And so, uh, yeah, freaking Nick Chubb uh, against a bad New York Jets defense is is like gold. I mean, oh, man, that's a perfect setup. Because that team has to run the ball. They're going to have to. Now, will the Jets fill the box and load up against the run and all that? They should. But this is also the team that um, let the Raiders throw a bomb at the end of the game because they decided to go cover zero. So, I mean, like, who knows what the Jets are going to do? They don't want to win either. So um, that will be an interesting uh, thing. It is very probable that you could get a 40-point day uh, from the running back stable for Dan's team. Other parts uh, of this. <clears throat> Dan has been, for the most part, averaging about 140 through uh, the playoffs here. Um, his 146 points last week was the uh, the highest in that. Um, we had an extremely exciting matchup on the other side. Uh Pandeville Pork Swords and Gray Fox had a an absolute battle down to the wire type stuff. Um, this whole last week, I was at uh, Universal Studios with my kids doing the Harry Potter world and drinking the butter beer and you know doing wizard crap and uh, and it was fun and I had a great time. But at one point in time, I was waiting in line for a ride and I don't know like cell service or something. Something must have just aligned perfectly, but like my phone just blew up all of a sudden and I got all these text messages from people being like, are you seeing this? Are you watching this? Like what? I can't believe this, all this stuff. And, uh, I had no, I had no idea. I was, I, I was as far away from football, uh, on a NFL Sunday as I'd ever been. 
And so, uh, at that night, uh, we went to eat at like, I don't know, it was like Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville or something like that. I mean, it was one of the only places that didn't have a weight and I was starving. So, um, I sit down, we have margarita and like, we realize the Steelers Bengals game, a game that typically <laughs> nobody's watching that game sucks. And all of a sudden one, the game was oddly close. Uh, Steelers choke again. They're doing terrible down the stretch. Uh, but we're all watching a defensive tackle for Pittsburgh to see if he'll get enough tackles to to beat Larry. Like, oh, man. Uh, it did not go with the theme of the restaurant. The restaurant at first was like, uh, and I was like, dude, look, like I've, I've been in this fantasy football league for like over a decade now, and this is for the championship, and I need to see if this dude gets tackles. And thankfully, that waiter that I had, it didn't even like say anything. We just had like that knowing nod, went over and flipped the TV over to football. And I was like, thank God. And so we all, we all sat there at one point when I got back to the hotel, uh, my dad yelled into the other room, he got another tackle. It seemingly like the entire family was, uh, was just watching Stefan to it, uh, to see if he would make enough tackles. Long story short, he didn't, we had a tie for the longest time. And, uh, yeah, Gray Fox pulls it out, right? Super awesome. Now, he's pulled it out with 134 points still yet. So, I mean, that's a good that's a good point total day. And 33 points came from Pat Mahomes. So, today, Pat Mahomes, if he wins his game, if, if the Kansas City uh, beats Atlanta today, they've locked up the the buy the the top spot all this stuff so it's not a a whatever game for kansas city i think you're going to get the the prime effort from pat mahomes i think you're going to get a a full-blown uh you know we we need to win this type effort and he's got to score 30 some odd fantasy points in order for gray fox to kind of keep pace with uh with old dan's running back stable um, the running backs that are going to be starting today for Gray Fox, uh, you got McKissick, uh, Washington running back, and you got Mike Davis, Carolina running back. They're actually playing each other today. Uh, the teams are playing each other, which is kind of fun. Um, Mike Davis is starting in place of, uh, of Christian McCaffrey, who, uh, man, if they haven't shut him down for the year, I, I, I believe that they did. Um, and he's dealing with all sorts of lingering injuries in a season that didn't really matter anymore for him. And then uh, Washington running back, uh, I actually, <laughs> uh, one of the big reasons why I lost my playoff game was uh, Washington's had some running back issues, and McKissick is like the last guy, essentially. He's also kind of important because we don't really know who's going to be the starting quarterback for Washington today. As of like right now, on a 1030, they haven't announced a, a starting quarterback. Um, Alex Smith has been fantastic for them. Fantastic story, but the, the dude is playing great. He makes all the right decisions. He doesn't doesn't screw up uh, as often as uh, some of these other younger guys are. So that that's huge because if they put Dwayne Haskins in at quarterback for Washington, I think McKissick will get a, a an uptick in the amount of carries that they'll have, and uh, and yeah, so that. That's comparable, um, but I, you get the advantage to Dan in this situation. His running back uh, spots just lined up so well 
Um, now, Dan's quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, has been on a full-blown tear. It's been fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, wow. I mean, dude is playing awesome with, with the seemingly, I mean, that was the story going into the year, seemingly no wide receivers, and Aaron Rodgers is putting up huge numbers every week. They are having a hard time closing out games, Green Bay. Uh, if they have a lead going into the fourth quarter, especially if that leads more than two touchdowns, oh, my gosh, uh, they're having a hard time trying to throttle down, I guess I would call it. Uh, you know, you can tell that they want to run the clock and they want to kind of, like, ease up on stuff, but they can't. Like, it's it's odd. It's odd stuff. Uh, but today they play Tennessee, and Tennessee's having a hard time with the, a pass rush, things like that. It's supposed to be snowing in Green Bay. This, today's supposed to be your first frozen tundra day at Green Bay. Um <clears throat> oddly enough snow games favor uh the offense um uh, go ahead and go on to youtube type in snow football uh you're always going to see a ton of ton of high scoring games especially now in the in our more open uh passing offenses and stuff like that so aaron Rodgers could have a huge day um i think tennessee is is the sneaky play for that game in general um i i I think they'll be able to control it and run the ball, um, but who knows? Uh, so yeah, so there's the <clears throat> first first little bit of the matchup here. The wide receiver cores that you have um, is a little unique uh, because if Aaron Rodgers does throw the ball to someone, yeah, and you're backing uh, Gray Fox, uh, you're hoping that he throws it to Devonte Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver for Team Gray Fox. Uh, Devontae Adams has been top five fantasy wide receiver all year. So I, I can totally feel the argument that it's the number one wide receiver this year. Um, so so that would negate a lot of Aaron Rodgers' points if a lot of the passes today go to Devontae Adams. So that's a thing. Um O'Leary also still has Stephon Diggs. Uh, been fantastic. Buffalo's at New England today. Uh, that's a huge game just for Buffalo lore, I guess. I mean, name a time Buffalo went to New England and won. I mean, my goodness. Uh, th- there's been some crazy stats this year that Buffalo is is uh, crushing. Uh, th- they hadn't – I just now remember this off the top of my head. They hadn't won a game on Monday night since the 90s. I mean, like, there there was some – tough tough sledding for buffalo and now they go to new england today in a game that you know you'd like to think that they win they're trying to lock up their um, their playoff position and uh and it would be a good sort of like signature win for the franchise to be totally honest and so stefan diggs could and should probably have a huge game for buffalo uh he also has tyreek hill Kansas City wide receiver going up against Atlanta. Atlanta's been playing tough D, especially uh, at, you know once they fired their head coach earlier in the year. Um, Tyree Kill right now is questionable, but lots of people seem to think that he's going to play. Um, so that's, that'd be huge because you have that stacking option. Pat Mahomes throws a touchdown. He throws that touchdown to Tyree Kill. Uh, the, the score just blows up, right? On the flip side, uh, Dan's team already had a wide receiver play. Uh, Chris Godwin, 14 fantasy points, uh, while Tampa Bay just absolutely blew out Detroit yesterday. Detroit was missing all kinds of coaches with coronavirus. Uh, they Matt Stafford injured at one point, went to the locker room, didn't come back. I mean, like, that's another team that should probably just shut her down. I mean, if you could have a uh, 
oh my gosh, we all got Corona, like, you know, last week of the season, they would probably do it. But, um, Chris Godwin, 14 points. So the other two wide receivers that we're going to be watching today, you got DJ Moore, another Carolina player, uh, at Washington. And that's a tricky one. Uh, Washington typically plays fantastic defense. Their front four is awesome. They get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, they're playing, uh, or at least they're, they believe they're playing for for a playoff spot. Uh, the, you know what I mean. That that whole East uh, is just a mess with Philadelphia and and Dallas and Washington. They're just they're all so bad. Uh, so I, you're going to get a max effort from Washington. So I don't know if DJ Moore is a great option, but he is the number one receiver for Carolina. So that's awesome. Uh, and then you also have AJ Brown, Tennessee wide receiver at Green Bay. Green Bay typically has not done well uh, defending the pass. Um, their their pass rush is meh, and then in, in a game that's supposed to be frozen tundra, snow, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see AJ Brown catch a, a couple of big passes today, but I don't think the opportunities are going to be there. I have this vibe that uh, Tennessee is going to absolutely embrace the whole King Henry. Let's keep giving the ball to Derrick Henry. It's a snowy day, no turnovers, that sort of thing. So not my favorite of the six that we just uh, announced here. Uh, A.J. Brown would probably be the one I would put at the bottom. Um, but, yeah, there's your there's your wide receiver matchup uh, in the flex spot. Josh Jacobs, uh, Las Vegas running back, only scored six points against Miami. Miami is awesome against the run. And uh, that's a huge um, sort of like blow to Dan because, like, let's face it, Josh Jacobs has been an absolutely fantastic running back all year. I mean, tons of the offense funnels through him, and uh, probably one of the big reasons why Miami beat uh, Las Vegas last night. Um, probably the other really big reason was Josh Jacobs uh, had an opportunity, um, probably to to get a touchdown in there, get a to score late and instead uh las vegas tried to do the whole we're not going to score we're going to kick a field goal left way too much time on the clock uh miami stuck back in fitz magic sat tour and uh, was able to pull it off if you didn't see the game you totally need to go look at the highlights it's just that's some wild stuff man fitz magic never should have been sat uh, that dude's fantastic uh but only six points from josh jacobs on the other side Cole Beasley, Buffalo wide receiver at uh, New England. Uh, we got another Buffalo guy in there. Going to be the, the the games to watch today. Weirdly enough, will be uh, you, you're going to want to watch a Carolina Washington matchup. You're going to want to watch a Buffalo New England matchup uh, if you're if you're following this. Uh, Cole Beasley has been an awesome uh, slot receiver. Uh, should have a good day. Should have a good day. Uh, then uh, tight ends. I, I'm only going to mention tight ends uh, because Travis Kelsey is on uh, Larry's team. Travis Kelsey, number one uh, tight end in the league. Um, the Kansas City uh, Twitter handle has been tweeting out like Travis Kelsey, offensive player of the year, and, like random stuff like that. Like that's kind of how good of a season uh, he's been having, uh, which is ridiculous to say, but he's good. And that's a big game. So. Also, it's the stacking uh, component to it. So Mahomes throws a touchdown, throws a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Points just blow up on that end. So, uh, yep, 
that's a big one. On the other side, you got Logan Thomas, Washington tight end. That's really dependent on who the quarterback is, I think. Um, and so you got to see a favors uh, the old Gray Fox on that one. We've got a handful of uh, defensive players. I'm not going to go on them a ton because uh, it's not often that the defense does a ton for you. But uh, Gray Fox has Chase Young. Um, he's got a Jets linebacker that should see a ton of action against Cleveland today. He also has Jalen Smith. Uh, Dallas linebacker uh all of his secondary guys played did not rack up a ton of points except for Malcolm Butler Tennessee quarterback who could get some he had his kicker score 10 Will Lutz uh flip side Dan's team I don't even know who these linebackers are (laughs) he's got J.J. Watt going uh today uh Jason uh yeah just Pierre Paul uh scored two fantasy points uh just yesterday and then he'll also have Logan Ryan, Daniel Sorensen, uh, safety for Kansas City, and then uh, the Yunku Koo kicker for Atlanta. Um, and just looking at it, I mean, it's a couple points here or there. Uh, I don't see uh, any sort of like glaring opportunity. Uh, I, I think uh, Koo might not outscore Lutz just because uh, of the game uh, script there, but who knows? It could be a shootout. Um, but yeah, it's currently Dan 22, Gray Fox 17. So they're both projected to score about 150. So we're, we're in that like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen mode. Uh, ESPN right now has Dan at a 51% win probability. So <laughs> it's another one of those like super toss up, who knows, um, and it should be crazy exciting. Uh, I guarantee uh, we won't know by the end of the first round games here because Aaron Rodgers is the night game tonight, and so which is awesome. I love it when fantasy football and our stuff like kind of you know lends itself to that. So we're all going to end up watching uh, Sunday night football uh, just to see how well the Green Bay Packers are going to fare against the Tennessee Titans. Will Aaron Rodgers have enough points? to vault Dan to another championship or Larry cap off what it will arguably be one of the best fantasy football seasons we've ever had 12 and one I think only one other team has ever done that and uh has been absolutely dominant all year and so that that's awesome I mean so much fun so exciting um and then yeah once this is done this is our last uh, fantasy football podcast for 2020. Um, the rosters are, are going to be freezing uh, after this game. Uh, we are going to make sure that we have, uh, if you're no longer in the playoffs, your rosters have already frozen. And uh, we're going to pick things back up here very soon in January. We have lots of excitement uh, with regards to the league. We've got... Uh, to make some big decisions on teams and style of play. And this is, this is going to be our first, you know, ever amendment to rules and competition that we've ever had. Um, for the most part, we've been a 10 team league and I, I've never tweaked a thing. I mean, <laughs> we're on what almost 10 years of stuff now, uh, started in like 2011. So, and, we've i've never i've never altered a single bit of this stuff 
And so uh, up, upcoming here, we're going to start kind of, I'm going to give you a ton of ideas and a ton of options as far as what we can do with the league, where we can go from here, scoring options, things of that sort. And then, um, you know, in true democratic fashion, if you still believe in the process, we will vote on it and we will see uh, where we go from there. So hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll have an exciting day of fantasy football. Take it easy, everyone.